conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. My ball gag is out and I'm ready to talk. Like Camille, Eva, Marlo, and Shamia, the friends of Bring the Drama, and baby, I'm back. Oh my. <laughs> you guys, it's Andy's Girls with a brand new, totally on time, as promised. It's still February, right? It's still the beginning of February. You guys, what's going to happen with the Oscars? I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, episode of Andy's Girls, I think it's episode 55, because Damien told me that he listened to 54, which we were, which was the most recent episode recorded at some point in, like, 2014, um, on the way here. I sure did. Love it. So, guys, um, first off, thanks to all of you who reached out to me. <laughs> all the ones of you. Are people reached reaching out? People are reaching in out. In your DMs? In my DMs, which I sometimes remember how to utilize. I love DMs. Send me DMs. But I get confused because sometimes it's like requested message. Like oh. it would be easier if I could see everything, but I get why I don't think I you can't. see it unless you follow the person. Oh, and I don't follow anyone but food. Yeah. If you're not like a gluten-free bullshit paleo lasagna, then there is probably a limited. I love a DM from somebody that I potentially could sleep with. So. Oh, I never thought of DMs as See, yeah. guys, I need to learn. Yeah. I just think about it in terms of like carbs and dresses and yeah, sometimes I get shoes. that too, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um guys, thanks so much for um getting in touch and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did I roll my eyes when I said that? No, I didn't. I love it. Um and um so as you know, if you follow me on Instagram, not Facebook, because I am not on that horrible, horrible machine of war. Um, But I mean, I am on it because it connects to Tinder, but that's the only reason. Um, So I've had an interesting couple weeks with like some testing and stuff. And I did have a moment where I was in a consultation with um, a doctor affiliated with Lenox Hill Hospital here in New York City. And he started off like he had seen all the symptoms and whatever and blah, 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 I'm still being being tested for a bunch of stuff. And he started off the conversation by being like, 
So um, it turns out that for, you know, people your age, right in their, you know, 30s, colon cancer is a really, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like sitting in the little bed in his like office thing, you know, just waiting for him to say like, um, haven't done any specific tests, but like you're dead now. Like you're an angel from heaven. So he starts talking and I was like, where is he going? And he he was continuing talking about colon cancer for like a solid 90 seconds. And then he paused and then he's like but I don't think you have it. And I thought to myself, cool. Because <laughs> I was so happy. Great. Great. Mazel. Caduce. Um, And I told my roommate about it later that day. And she's like, oh, so you had Kim Zolciak cancer. And I thought to myself and was like, oh, my God. I 100% had Kim mm-hmm. Zolciak cancer. Kim, why do you wear a wig? Because one day I went to the doctor and I was losing my hair and losing weight and didn't know why. And then I went to like Ruby Tuesdays or Outback and started crying. And Nini apologizes for, you know, making fun of a a cancer survivor. And then she goes, you know, but I didn't. But they had some other stuff and it was like blah, blah, blah. And I literally thought to myself, I almost empathize with Kim Solsiak Beerman. What do you think? Probably Solsiak. Did she ever address what it was that she said she had? No, it's not like it was like alopecia or something. It's right, not the thing where you she, lose your hair because she still wear she still has her natural so, hair. That's so interesting because I didn't like that was what I, I was a very casual fan of the show at that point. And I remember that now. It's like all coming back to me. So it, like I remember she basically had said that she had cancer and then at the reunion they were like, What do you have? And she was like, Cancer, but not cancer. And then they were like, What? She hundred percent said, like, I had cancer and it took three more people. I think it was like Candy or I don't remember if Phaedra was in the cast at that point. I don't think she was. I don't think she was. But I think it was like Candy being like, so like, what was your treatment like or something? And then she had to like slowly start walking it back and you could see the panic in her eyes of like, how do I then tell them that like the reason I was asking them to be super sensitive to whatever and just like bend over was because I had fake cancer but now I have to actually tell them I didn't have fake cancer I had cancer adjacent which is like that moment when you think you have cancer but nobody told you you had cancer so essentially what you had was a medical test mm-hmm. and it went well so, so you are Kim Zolciak so I'm Kim Zolciak where is my croy how do I not have a driver outside just waiting for me just in case oh my god I forgot to use Kim in my opening too she's also a friend of currently and also a person who's pushing drama um, she is sort of, yeah, she is certainly pushing drama on and off camera. I have several questions about how that is taking place and how that's possible that I'm sure we'll get to. I feel like she's coming back full time next year, right? Like it seems like they're definitely, I'm sorry, I don't want to jump in. No, do it. I feel like Atlanta is under, is in a really weird transition this season. And I think next season is going to be really different. How it, so? Tell me everything. Well, I think that Portia and Kenya are both leaving the show. Because they they're already gone. Like it seems like Kenya is really having trouble being like, "This is my husband, and I love him, and I don't want to be on the show." Right. But also, I'm on a contract that's like I'm on this show. Right. And they're like, "You have to film," and she's like, "Cool, but not with him." And then they were like, "Cool, if you don't bring him on the show, you're gonna you're, get fired." You're fired. And, and she got so fired. She probably brings him on at the end, and then it's just, yeah, I think in the teaser for next week, it's like Mark Daly, yeah, and then there's like, a camera, but nobody cares. It's now. gonna be like four more episodes, and then three. Oh then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I don't think. And I feel like Portia similarly is like having a mental breakdown and the women are shutting her out and she just like can't. She's like having Vicky syndrome except Vicky is like the HBIC of that franchise and like Portia's not. So I feel like everyone's just like, we don't want to film with you anymore. She's just like, how many times can I apologize? So it's like, well, you actually did a terrible thing. And if it was re- the real world, like Vicky, nobody would have like, no one would let Vicky back in their life if, if that they were real friends. Like, 
you would be like, hey, you lied about cancer on television with your boyfriend, and you also said terrible things. And you tried to make money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, we are done with you, and we're cutting you out. But because of the circumstances of their jobs, they have let her back in now. Right, which is why Phaedra got fired, and she did not. But Portia, I felt like, what happened in, where the fuck were they? Spain? Barcelona. P.S., why is production trying to kill our housewives? So, something happened in Colombia, (laughs) and then they're, like, with New York, and then Barcelona is, like, they almost died. Um, But I felt like... Portia's moment in Barcelona was essentially her own scary island where it's like she's she's saying like I'm choosing to leave but we all know that production or cast members got involved I don't think it was cast members in this sense I think it was for Kelly Clore and Ben Simone rest in peace but I think for Portia it was 100% production was like, you cannot do this again. Like, you're not, I think that they, you're they, not well. I, think, I, also think I don't think she recognized that like, she was like maybe close to having some sort of mental break. But I will say this in that moment um, with the fight with Marlo. Yeah. I mean, Marlo was wasted and was just antagonizing Portia. Marlo is desperate for a peach. Def- desperate Give for her at least a cobbler. And I feel like she won't be ever get a peach because... Like, she was on Watch What Happens Live, and they were like, what do you do? Like, how do you have your money? Like, she's always, like, wearing designer clothes. And it's like, how do you have money? Or like, does she have money? And she, what did she say? I forget. And she just was sort of, like, vague about it. Because she's someone a hooker. In, and someone called in and was like, how, like, what's the most expensive thing a man's ever bought you? And she was like, um, a house? my house, my mom's house. And I was just like, oh, like... What is Mar- like, I don't know if Marlo can be a housewife because I don't think she can really show what her real life is because I don't know what it is. Well, and- there were rumors about her and Ted Turner, which is so oh, random. Several, ve- you several like seasons ago. Me. I might have I might have made it up. I really don't think I did though. I think it's real like several seasons ago because she her first season on as not even a friend of but as a person of interest, shall we say? She's like a guest or Yeah, whatever. she was like doing some charity event and it was with Ted Turner's sister and there were some random rumors that she was stooping Ted. It was all very strange. So but she likes these like upwardly mobile multimillionaires because yeah. who else can afford to provide her the lifestyle that she's grown so accustomed to. I mean, it's all strange. I appreciate Marlo in the sense that, like, at least someone is doing she's something. She's there to play ball, and right. I like that. Um, what I was going to say is that I felt like her, she was so angry at Portia, and it seemed a little bit misplaced. Like, I get it, and I understand what Portia did wrong, but it also just seemed, like, a little bit unprovoked in the moment. And then Portia became very upset about a doormat, which I know is, like, funny and comical, but I was trying to, like, have empathy in the moment, and I thought, like, she got upset because, like, her mom bought her this doormat, and she knows that, like, now, like, all of these women are just making fun of her doormat on, like, television. And I don't know. I, I started to, like— Oh, you thought it went that far? I thought she was just, like, at a, a fragile place and anyone making fun of anything she was just I just think that she was, shit. like, my mom. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, how many times can I apologize now? You guys are, like, making fun of something my mom gave me and, like, we're on TV. I don't know that I, I don't know that it was it wasn't enough for her to be able I don't think she should have been trying to hit somebody but also like Marlo was trying to get a reaction out of her and like she got what she wanted which was like Portia like overreacting and then being probably asked to leave or being like I need to leave before I punch someone or have a mental break. <sighs> I don't know. I, Atlanta. <laughs> so this is this past episode of Atlanta. Was that there was one more? After it was the forty fifth episode of the season there was of an, Real Housewives of Atlanta. There was another episode. This. Um, past sunday i'm trying to remember what happened i'm really into eva i think she's like giving every like i think she's giving everything she's there's something about the tone of her voice i don't know what it is that i really like she just seems cool in a way that i'm like i'm into she's cool in a way that like 50 cent thinks she is but has never been you know what i'm saying like 50 cents normal 50 cent isn't cool i think eve is it eva eva okay i know her from america's next top model i like keep forgetting her name um 
I like her. I think that she's going to do good work. She reminds me of what's her face who worked for um, the radio show that Portia has a show on and was um, uh, was uh, Nini Hayden. Yes, and I loved Claudia Jordan. I was like one of the few that thought Claudia Jordan was too. the perfect addition. And I think at that point Nini had so much fucking control that she was like, absolutely not. She's not coming back because she could see that Claudia Jordan could actually accomplish what Kenya sought out to do, which was like become the star. Because I think she was really, really interesting and she was really well spoken. Um, and so of course she was banished forever. And I think that there's America's Next Top Model has potential i think she has potential to be a strong full-time but she's not full-time right now right she's, she's like not, barely a friend but she and marlo she came out of nowhere she by the way was on watch what happens live and it feels like it feels like they're really push pushing her as because i feel like normally like friends of don't come on no watch what happens like, I mean, why Shamia would they maybe they would been. bartend marlo no one cares about Mar- shamia marlo was on though this week with or not this week recently with, with nini, nini and then right. eva was on another day with somebody oh, and someone called in and was like you know if you got a peach yeah. are you prepared for like you know are you prepared to bring it? And are you like prepared to deal with your past? Because you were like not into the Missy Elliott, like talking about the Missy Elliott rumors. And she had like the best answer, which was, was just that she was like, I'm, I grew up on TV. I know she how to, really did. Like, I grew up on TV. My life's an open book. I'm, um, I'm like, I know how to like carry, how like handle myself. And I know how to like, I, I'm not worried about like having to defend my life. And she was like, but also I have my boundaries. And like, if I don't want to talk about something from my past, like, like we all I'm have, not do we it. all have different boundaries. So was she a lesbian for a second? Was I she? A- have heard those rumors prior to the show, okay. so there might be. Like, You're tapped in. Like when there's smoke, there's fire. I usually think. Yeah. But I think that, lesbian like, fire. But I also think it's bigger than like Eva because like Missy Elliott's a huge star and like isn't out of it. Like is she still a huge star? I, not to be rude. I, she's like an I OG. So. She's a I think phenomenal she's the kind of person who like when they come mm. out of retirement, like they're still a big star because you're just like, oh my god. Like Mariah. Yes. Okay. I think so. But talented. Okay. Um. So interesting. So what do you think is going to happen as far as casting? I mean, I genuinely don't know if Kenya is still on the show. No one is making reference to her. We saw the little teaser for next week. Is she or, pregnant? I think she might be pregnant in real life. But she keeps saying that. Like, she got stage paparazzi shots when she was outside of some pregnancy thing, like, many months ago in, like, fucking Barbados or Jamaica or something. And nothing actually happened. And she's in her late 40s. So that would be a real Jesus Christ superstar mm-hmm. moment if it actually did come to pass. Is she in her late 40s? That seems wrong. No, really? she's, like, genuinely she's older she's an older woman she's an older human person huh, that's interesting right so like that's why this whole baby talk is like mm, is that happening i mean i don't i don't know it must be hard for her being someone that was her husband is very handsome he and is his very handsome supposed to be excellent in brooklyn we I'm should not, go I'm, yeah 100%. i would love to okay i'll have seltzer it'll be right um but she was so fanatic about playing a certain part of like that devious whatever with the props and the calling people out and creating super manufactured drama and hiring boyfriends and stuff that if this is really real love and it seems like it is because she's sacrificing everything i wonder how that has affected her because she was so focused on being the star and now she's in a position where the man that she married super quickly is like, I don't want a part of this and I don't want you to discuss me as a part of this. And also maybe even I don't want you to be as involved and focused 
in this as you were because now we're married and living in different states and that like yeah, she's, takes- like, she's like a melissa gorga she's like into being like submissive to her husband which is so fascinating because kenya seems smart like smarter than melissa gorga and seems like somebody who wouldn't she doesn't seem like a submissive person she seems very alpha which is you know often those types of people like to be submissive in other areas but it's just interesting i don't know that she enjoys being submissive or is as willing to choose to be that real like old school housewife i think that she just married someone and didn't necessarily or was willing to sacrifice i don't think she's interested mm. in being submissive to him i think she's sort of interested okay in maintaining her relationship and if that's what right she needs to do. and that's what she's going to do but i wonder what the sacrifice is for her personally and i also wonder like what she was a, a huge part of her coming back on the show and i'm sure getting whatever salary she gets which is you know higher than portia and several others maybe not as high as candy and certainly not as high as nini but was related to the way that she handled herself and i wonder if that's a part of it too if like she feels like she needs to settle down or you know there was that moment where they were like building houses or whatever and she was addicted to shimia and i really appreciated it because it was like totally unnecessary and really douchey it kind of it was not a not this i mean this is a compliment i feel yeah. like i can imagine you doing that <gasps> where she was just like we're, we're we're helping people i don't have time to like tell you how to get here use google maps and Guys. Was, it was so over the top and unnecessary but also kind of like i get it like she's just like she doesn't like shimmy and she's like not here for the cameras she's here to like show that she's like doing charity work not to help get shimia there i 100 percent. if you are on my instagram did an event a couple weeks ago with like a-rod and j-lo and stuff and i was talking to an event staffer like a personal event staffer in the morning and i just said something but i was like yeah we're doing this and this and this is how it's going because at a certain point like when you're in the zone you're in the zone and she was like oh you're hot today <laughs> you're coming on I was like, cool 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 go yankees it's your job. um thank you so yeah i don't know i don't know what i don't know what next season will look like i think that kim zolciak will probably be a real full but she help. doesn't want to be she wants to be driven by croy so he can wait outside pretend that he's going to costco so they say costco over and over and over again like he's really going to go when you know they're going together as soon as she thinks of a reason to walk out they have it timed he waits outside he is her bodyguard they are in such an unhealthy toxic relationship neither of them speak to their families and no judgment by the way on that but night they both cut off their families they only have themselves each other and their kids and that is not terrific you need other people who don't work for you who don't fill out a w-9 to offer you support and you know some sort of counsel and when you look at the way that i mean we can do a deep dive into that now but when you look at the way that like that conversation with candy went where candy's raising and candy is a woman of color and candy is raising some real yeah, fucking and I thought, truth and I think candy came in pretty like even healed 100 percent. and then the, and i loved it because like you know candy's mad when her she starts to get that quiver voice when she like, starts to yell cry that's 100 yeah. like me she's like, getting, she's like getting ready to like be yes. emotional and she's just like don't curse at me i'm just trying to have a conversation with yeah. you and kim's like give me an example and she like gives her an example and then she's like why the fuck did i do that and i was like candy was just like i'm done like don't cuss at me we're here to have a conversation, but if right. you want to like, do that, then I can do it too. But And also, Kim doesn't have anyone that's telling her the truth. Kim has Croy, who's like, I love you. You're wonderful. What happened to my life? And then Kim's like, I love you. You're great. Let's go to Barney's. I mean, she doesn't have anyone that's sitting her down and saying, you did something wrong. You need to own up to it. So she is entirely deaf, dumb, and blind when someone is sitting her down and saying, you are a white woman. You do not understand my story as a black woman living in this country. And Kim's like, well, I don't see color because I don't have to. And then it's just the dumbest most tone deaf like news alert hashtag whatever like other people's no wait i was gonna say like black lives matter but applied to kim and it didn't work out in my head it it just it was not it was not great and it makes kim look like more of a fuck up 
than she does already. And I wonder how that would work if they offered her a full-time contract because she's not interested in playing the game. She's interested in picking up a check so that her spinoff can continue and she can get some like cross promotional opportunities and Brielle can buy an SUV and everybody's happy. I think the show, the spinoff just got another season. I'm sure it did. So do you think that the stipulation is like some sort of like, is she has to appear in some capacity in Atlanta. I don't know if it's a stipulation. I think it's an opportunity for her similar to LVP. I don't think that LVP, they're like Vanderpump roles can only continue if you continue on Beverly Hills. I think she understands that the more camera time on this network, the better, because if people are interested in her life, they're going to turn into her show that, you know, airs every whatever at whatever. That show, by the way, is not for me. It's Vanderpump? No, I die for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Oh, I was like, oh, oh I was like, what are you talking no, about? No, um, don't be tardy for my oh, yeah, life. I don't whatever. watch it. Tardy it's, for the party, right? Whatever. It's I just don't. It's not. It's not great. And this whole Croy thing, like Kim, who decided that none of these people had to go on the trip? The trip should be like the rule number one is that you show up for filming, and the most important thing is the trip. For Kim to say Croy needs to come with me, I don't care if you had a stroke. I don't care. Whatever. Like God bless. I'm so glad she's stable or whatever medically i think that's great but it is no excuse to bring your husband who would essentially come on the trip so that you guys could figure out a way to leave almost immediately i think that's ridiculous that she couldn't go i also think it was completely insane the like game of telephone that was being played with sheree when they went to africa and you know someone made a silly several seasons ago and someone made a silly little joke about like kim wouldn't be here and sheree told her it was like they were telling her she was racist same thing with this whole the fight that kicked off um Beetlegate or whatever, Bedbug, Waterbug Gate. Waterbug Gate. Do you, do Which you is, think that Nini needs Kim right now, though? Because I feel like Nini hasn't shown us anything this season. The only thing Nini has shown us is the is that uh, Greg, her husband, had some sort of medical scare. But they that didn't was, like, actually that, tell like, us anything about. Happened in thirty seconds, and then she all, like, he, and then he almost died, and then she was like, "Oh my god, you're still alive." I don't know, but I don't think that Kim was in the wrong. That Nini rather was in the wrong for saying. She's had so many medical issues, and yet she doesn't see anything in her life as being blessed. And somehow that got back to Kim via Sheree as, we don't believe you were ever sick. And then Kim's response was, well, guess what? I'm going to have my daughter dig up a video that she took several months ago or whatever at your housewarming and put that on Snapchat. I thought it was so weird. And then I guess Nini's role this year is just reacting to her own bad behavior in responding out of anger. So the Uber thing, when Nini was like, well, Uber people were in the audience. And I was like, sweetie, that's not how Twitter works. People weren't upset at you because like Susie Q, who works in like Uber HR, got a group on to come to your uh, comedy show. It got bad because you said not you will get raped in your Uber, but I hope you do, which is not terrific like that's not so i feel like nini this year is like you know the sad moments of her crying did you believe them i don't i don't know of her crying with marlo and 50 cent i don't i don't know i don't i don't not believe them the scene about (laughs) the uber thing was interesting i don't not believe it um i think that she seemed remorseful, but I'm not sure. Yes, she, I agree. But I don't know that she understood still the severity of what she said and, like, why it was problematic. Because she kept saying, like, that woman told me to, like, die or and no one cares about. And, like, Cynthia was like, no one cares what she said. They care what your response is because you're, like, the celebrity. And it was like, yeah, but, like, if you're a professional, it's cool, not cool to be heckled, of course. 
Sure, so someone she, to say, like, go kill yourself or die, I get it. That's terrible. But also you said, go get raped. And you're a person. I hope you get raped. And you're a person in a position of power. Right. And you're the you're professional. The person, you're the person on so stage with a microphone. ignore right. or shut it down or be like, get her out of here. But not say something like that. And also, Nini is not a stand-up comedian. Nini is funny, but that does not make someone well, a stand-up yeah. comedian. Nini is not a Juilliard-trained actress. Nini is someone who got hired for several shows because Ryan Murphy loves Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm not saying that she's not talented. She certainly is, but she is a she is an entertainer who cannot sing or dance. She is like an old school. She's the new version of entertainer, which is someone that appears on reality TV and gives a good quip. Mm. I mean, she is not, yeah. she, I don't, I'm not going to go to like Caroline's and watch her do a stand up set unless I'm absolutely forced to, because I don't think it's necessarily going to be funny. And I can watch that on TV on Sundays. Like mm. I, that's not really going to do the deal for me. And I wonder if a part of it is because when she initially hit it big with like Glee and everything else, and maybe right before with, um, Celebrity Apprentice, she thought, okay, now I'm a huge fucking deal. Now I'm going to be the Bethany of, like, performing. Well, and it didn't work out. I think that that's always the most fascinating thing about the Housewives is the I'm a big star. And then you realize that, you're, that there are sort of... And I mean, I don't, we've talked about this, or I have talked about this ad nauseum. It's like, it's why Bethany came back. It's why Nini came back. Because, like, they want to be relevant. And then you yeah. realize that you are sort of, like... Where do I go with my – if I don't get a – if I'm not cast on a pilot that Ryan Murphy's doing this season, like, what do I do? Does my talent live beyond reality TV? And if that's so, like, if, if, my, if I'm a reality TV talent, then don't I go back to the show that I can be the queen bee and make the most money? Like, yeah, I know how to do that. And also, you're a big fish in this very, very mm-hmm. specific pond. And if you swim away to an adjacent pond, which is like your social media platforms and something else, the, your people are not necessarily going to follow you. They like you in a very specific role. It's not to say that you can't evolve yeah. as a person, but it just is not necessarily going to pay off. I think that Lisa Vanderpump um, and Kyle, I think that Lisa yeah. Vanderpump has thought about leaving before, but has never done it because of... She probably gets talked in every season by Yeah, Amy. 100% think it's I it. I feel like Kyle Richards is actually smart enough to know. I mean, I'm sure that she and Mauricio have tried to have a, to get a spinoff. But, like, she knows she's smart enough to know that, like, she has to stay on the show to, like, remain relevant. Totally. And it also helps her husband enormously. And I wonder if Erica Jane will try to leave at some point because she'll it'll get to her. Or if she's also smart enough to just be like, if I want to stay relevant and, like, sell my records and, like, keep doing the things that I'm doing, it helps to be on this show. What do you think about Erica Jane this season? I <sighs> find I find myself thinking it's super complicated. And I look at the people that are, like, so anti-Teddy and like Erica Jane's forever and she's an icon and I just don't I don't have that sense I don't think she's meeting us at the level that we thought she would be forever I think the last two episodes of Beverly Hills have been the two of the stronger ones of yeah. the, of the season I agree with that um, I think that it's interesting like it is just such a, it's so fascinating like everyone hates Dorit like that is seems to be the consensus all along. well because Dorit is the worst but she brings she's also the reason there's like any conflict on the show yeah because she's the worst yes. it's the best and worst quality about her is yes. that she's the devil she's like the person that they need on the show but also like the one that you can't stand 100% um, and then, then there is this like Teddy and she is learning how to do this show and like I don't dislike Teddy I don't love her I think that she is not really sure how... Like, you can't, like, start stuff or say stuff and then be like, I didn't. Or I didn't... I, I said it to you. Yeah. I didn't say it to everybody. It's like, well... But she's girl, accountable. But she's trying to be accountable. And I think that she's different, which is, like, when you're casting Housewives, like, you almost need people to either be different or they need to fill an archetype that does not exist. And I think that that is the good thing. Like, Teddy reminds me of sort of, like, a Heather Thompson of Beverly Hills, which is interesting because, like, Heather Thompson is such a... 
like a alpha, but Teddy doesn't have that sort of clout she in Beverly She's Hills. a beta Thompson. Yeah, but yeah. she she has some sort of like she's sort of like I think trying to be like you guys are ridiculous, like you all are ridiculous. But they're all like, yeah, bitch, we're ridiculous. Why? Like, what did you sign up for? But Erica's reaction um, to Teddy was just so over the top. It was junk boat. It was junk boat in fucking Taiwan and or whatever I, the hell exactly. they were. Exactly. And I think that it was really telling of like some of the darkness that lives behind Erica, which is yeah. like, which is fine. I just think like you can't put that all on. Everybody else can't always be wrong, especially when you react like that to someone being like, oh, you don't remember what you said now and her to be like. Don't fucking say that. Don't fucking say that. And it's like, all you right. You me a liar, you stupid bitch. Yeah, it was just no, so, yeah. it, was it was so It was super aggressive. And um, I was like, ugh. Uh, but it made me laugh also because I was like, it's so, like that whole scene was like, it didn't make me think, oh, Dorit's the worst. It didn't make me think Teddy's the worst. It made me think like, all of these women are crazy. <laughs> like I was like, Erica's nuts. Can I ask you a question? You know, when they had that weird lady sleepover, which is super strange to me. And Erica left? And Erica left because she had her Period? Yeah, I think she either had got her period or she was had her cramps or I don't know. She's not feeling well because of her period. I 100% do not think it was anyone else's fault but Erica's that they were talking about or anything else because Erica did not say to anyone why she left until people brought it up as a discussion point and then she lost her mind. I thought it was weird that Erica was like, how dare you talk about this or how dare this be a plot point? And it's like, sweetie, if you're at someone's sleepover, which we're just going to pretend is a thing that women in their mid-40s do, mm-hmm. um, if you're at a sleepover and you have to leave because you don't feel well... Tell people your tum doesn't feel well. Tell yeah. people your tummy tum I is not I think bueno. I felt the exact same way, which was like, I thought it was weird that Dorit brought it up because I don't think anyone talking about it was malicious. I think it was more just being like, did Erica leave? Like, what is the deal? Right. And it was like, they were all wasted. And it was like, the camera was just all of them being like, it was weird that Erica just <laughs> left, right? And everyone was like, yeah, it was weird, including Dorit. But then Dorit told Erica and then Erica was like, Kyle, were you mad? And Kyle was like, no, I just wish you were here. And then she was like, right. Teddy, were you mad? And Teddy was like, no, I just thought it was weird. And I'm the host of this fucking house, so be right. respectful. And I think that that's what you like. I feel like I get why it might be embarrassing to talk about your period on camera, but you just say to like Teddy, like, "Hey, I'm really not feeling well. I'm going to leave, but like, I'll be back in the morning." Also, what kind of? Per- I mean, like, not to be like super like seventh grade health, but like, it happens to all of us except for you know Lisa Vanderpump Lisa Vanderpump that's exactly what I was thinking um it happens to all of us so like why wouldn't you say that to a group of women that you're with or are you that concerned about like lifting the veil in any case that you don't want to be like it's like the book everybody poops like she doesn't want people to know that she poops yeah she just has to like go and get herself a candle and yeah i don't know i don't don't know what that makes sense i don't know what that is like and i also can understand like not wanting to have to disclose that information but i just think you could have told the host like hey i'm not staying here it's nothing personal but i will be back in the morning i'm just like not feeling great and like don't want to stay here like that's okay you can be that like if this is your friend then you should just be able to set explain where you're going not just like peace out and i feel like because it's a show and they don't want to break the fourth wall. They can't acknowledge how she got out. But, like, did she just leave or did she tell people she was leaving? Because, like, they didn't make it seem like she... It just felt like she was gone. And then she kept referring to something seeming close to, like, having her lady it time. It makes me feel like she left it. and they didn't find out until... They were like, where's Erica? And her producer was like, Erica left. And then, <laughs> then it was, like, created a thing to me because it just is strange. But, I don't know, Beverly Hills, the stakes feel really low this season in, like, what we're talking about. And I think that that is always, like... When you have New York and people are dealing with crazy things, I mean, Beverly Hills has always dealt with addiction in the in the world real of, addiction in the world of Kim or in like Munchausen slash Lyme disease in yeah. the world of Yolanda and also di- myself or divorce like or death like Taylor yeah. and, and uh, Adrian. Mm-hmm. But now we're dealing with like people being late for things, people calling someone else like f- 
uh, fake amnesia, whatever. These are like the stakes are so low, and it's like we're just watching people talk about domestic abuse on Atlanta or like – I don't know. It's just it's confusing. The stakes are very low. It's also confusing because it feels like it's heightened between LVP and Kyle. And just when there's a point where there might be a full-on confrontation between them, it doesn't quite happen because Kyle is just so upset that she's crying. You know, it doesn't... It, it feels like there is the potential for there to be some sort of kind of girl fight going on that's maybe not related to the plot taking place but really related to their dynamic and whatever agreement they made way back when that they were going to be friends like when LVP is comparing her friendship with Dorit to Kyle's and Kyle is like yeah your friend just your she's your best friend I've known you for 10 years and fucking Dorit is your best friend Dorit even though everyone and their mother knows the only reason you're interested in a friendship with Dorit is because you're interested in a friendship with PK which I'm sure is what Yolanda felt and why um, LVP and Yolanda had tension because it's because LVP looks at these women through their husbands, mm-hmm. at least a select number. I'm sure she does the same thing with Erica Jane, where she's looking at these women through the power that's accessible by their spouse, if that makes any sense. And I think Kyle is slightly different because she came into this with Kyle and they do have a history because they've been through fucking everything together, good, bad, and ugly. I mean, they were angry at each other for a while at a certain point. And I just wonder what's going to happen here. If it's just going to continue to be passive aggressive with slight moments of like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you pretending that Dorit means anything to you? when we both know she absolutely does not. And why aren't you don't being you more think, defending me more? Don't you think that Kim, um, Kyle and Lisa will never address any of these things because they feel like they have in the past like in like they've like they've circled around this stuff so long and i feel like they came to an agreement that was just like we're we are good friends on this show and like we're not gonna do this we're gonna be allies we're we're aligning ourselves and i think that kyle 100 percent sees that lisa pulls the strings and is all the things that lisa rena accused her of two seasons ago is 100 playing out gets it and knows it 100 but she refuses to deal with it on camera because she does not want to rock that boat because she wants to keep her uh, you know, she wants to be an ally to, right. uh, what did you, what's the word you just used? Um, uh, allegiance or uh, alliance. Al- I don't know. They, they, they want to, she wants yeah. to keep that alliance alive sure. with, um, with Lisa and not be on her bad side. Of course. But like, and the, I understand why she wouldn't. I don't know. Part of me would love to see like Camille Ugh. come back in a hard way or like Camille. And I don't know if Camille and like Adrian are good friends or Camille and like Taylor are good friends, but I would just love to see that friendship get broken open in a way that like feels like it could be challenged but because of kyle and lisa's position in the group it feels like that wouldn't happen here's the only way well so first off i think that they came close in that scene where kyle was like losing her shit sobbing and like um and lvp was like trying to make a joke of it which i like sort of understood i think kyle was being as honest as she possibly could in that moment and was referencing the fact that like loyalty means absolutely nothing to her if she's gonna side with fucking dorit kemsley which did not make any sense i think the only reason reason the only way that there could be a fracture is you know referencing the idea of camille is if camille came back in and really ripped apart Dorit more Camille than she's sees, doing. And Camille sees it all. Yeah, she Camille was, is when the When she stage. was on Watch What Happens Live, they played some sort of game where they, like, showed her past housewives, like, past storylines from different seasons. And, like, they said, like, were, you know, like, I forget what, one of them was, like, you know, did, like, it was about, like, Brandy and Kim versus Kyle and about, like, Lisa Vanderpump versus um, Brandy. And Camille was, like, I think, like, Brandy really, like, I think, 
like she was like she sort of defended Brandy and said that like Brandy was sort of a pawn in all of it. And I was like, like Camille, I think, is aware of Lisa Vanderpump's behavior and Kyle's behavior. Camille's a lot smarter than people give her credit for. And I think people are seeing that. And I think the way that she came back was super, super smart. Her coming back with her like boyfriend slash fiance was great. And I think that Camille sees that Dorit is such a piece of shit and completely fake. And, and Camille has... Camille has the money that Dorit pretends she has. Mm-hmm. Camille actually has it. And you know that she doesn't reference it and she doesn't like buy herself $20,000 stemware when someone comes over for like a hot dog. Like Camille actually is living the life that Dorit pretends that she has. And I think because Camille sees the other bullshit that he, is Dorit Kemsley, if Camille came back in a more committed position, if she like was holding a diamond or whatever the fuck they do in the credits, that she would rip apart Dorit and that would be the way to create a wedge because between LVP and Kyle because I think LVP would feel like Camille was doing that to attack LVP which she may or may not be doing and LVP would go to battle with Dorit and I don't think that Kyle would defend her because Kyle's like what the fuck are you doing defending Dorit like it wouldn't make any sense I think that's the only way in to a genuine true f- true fracture between LVP Lisa and Lisa Renault will be ready she's so ready for the downfall of LVP like I love Lisa Verna has done such a good job of um doing what is it like she's like reshaped her image because she was her new beginning she was sort of a villain last season i mean that was she was she was the villain of the season and she kept saying crazy things and then not remembering them and just was like oh uh, uh. <laughs> and now she's a comedy re- she's a comic relief and she and she's goofy and she loves seeing lisa vanderpump in the hot seat 100%. because she knows lisa vanderpump is like head bitch it would be she would be so ready for the downfall of Lisa Vanderpump because she doesn't have to do any of the work because um, Lisa Rinna is a terrible villain. Lisa Rinna is like she's lazy like ah, and I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I said it. Whoops. No, but in the moment, people are asking her, "Did you say that?" And she's like, "Um, was that a conversation? <laughs> Did I say your sister was dying? I think I just said like I saw her outside and she seemed great. She seemed super healthy. Oh my god, look at a bird is over there. Oh, look at a bird. Like it's not. She's not. She's not." She can't. She's not a winner in that space. But she's great because she's, like, sort of a drunk hot mess. And I sort of like seeing her family life, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I totally do. And I love Harry Hamlin. I'm into her mom. I'm into her daughter. Like, I'm, I'm into like, her I'm, like, dogs. Into, like, into her, like, ri- like I'm her, into her house. Her daughters are so, such Beverly Hills kids that, like, I'm fascinated to watch them because I'm, like... You guys have never lived a real, like, day. When her, her daughter will be like, can you guys, like, put, like, a shot of cortisone in my zit? And I'm like, get a life. Get a job. Go to school. I also love that it seems like Gigi and Bella Hadid work their asses off to get where they are. And these kids, it's, like, literally mom for Christmas is like, you're going to be a supermodel. Also, like, what's her name's daughter as a model now, too? Camille's? I'm so confused. Yeah, Camille's daughter was working, was walking in Milan Breton's runway show. And I can't believe I remember that name, except yeah, Project he's runway, the guy who's on Project runway who also dresses dorinda and so you see him in like episodes of new york at the fucking dry cleaner just like floating around in the background with nine layers of makeup kudos so we have the same mentioning to um dorinda can i pivot to new york yeah i totally pivot so let's talk about new york i want to ask because i was listening to your previous episode Uh oh and you and um ben rimelauer were talking about who's that just kidding countess (laughs) luann's you know stop in rehab and you know how new york is a is a tough city to live um to be sober. a housewife on sober yeah. and i think it's really interesting because like te- yeah, tequila like when they went to mexico yeah tequila mexico they were all drunk and like yep. even carol and bethany who i think are obviously like a little more grounded and like real invert in, in comparison to the other one uh-huh. drink a lot and get very drunk like bethany yeah tanked well they're both 45 pounds yes which we'll get to in a second but yeah so 
you guys were talking about like how is you know House Countess going to be sober and how you know Sonia struggled with um, drinking and so Ramona probably does too. But then we, the trailer for New York has come out since your episode, and yeah. it seems like they are addressing Dorinda's drinking. And I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on that. I'm so glad you said that because I watched the trailer again um, today before we started recording. And I thought to myself, like, oh, the editors are probably freaking out a little bit because it seemed like the editors in production seemed like the direction they were going to go was Dorinda has a drinking problem related to her husband's passing and what is she doing with her life and whatever. And that was going to be the story. And then all of a sudden, fucking Luann went to West Palm Beach and knocked a couple back. And there we go. I mean, it felt like you think that that stuff was already in play prior I do. Do you? I I don't I know. Think I think so. that maybe Dorinda just does something as typical, like when she gets drunk and she's so uh, such a, a different character, and that they felt like they needed to address it because it was like I don't know. I don't think that Dorinda will ever actually be sober. I don't know that Luann will, in the sense that Luann, you know, which we'll talk about this in a second, guys. But we had a couple moments with um, several of the of the New York housewives in the last couple of weeks. And Luann in person looks, you know, gorgeous as always and genuinely looks sober. And then there was some strange article in page six a week or so ago where I guess she had white wine at that Watch What Happens Live when she um, surprised uh, Jennifer Lawrence with Bethany. And, like, she was holding white wine and there was some other event that she was at where people thought they saw her drinking it. And her press rep was like, it's just showbiz. She was just holding it. She wasn't drinking anything. And I'm thinking to myself, if your person is, like, your client is facing a felony for offenses related to drinking and aggression and violent behavior. Like, why are you having them hold a, bo- a glass of Sauvignon Blanc? Like, why don't you just have them hold a glass of seltzer? That's not great that already before the charges have been pled down, she's holding stuff. Yeah, I don't know how. It's just I don't such know a messy. How, like, I don't know. People's sobriety is still so. And it's so personal. It's private. Yes, exactly. It's not. It's no one's business. But then to address it by saying it's just showbiz. I'm like, guys, you didn't think optics a little bit? Like, right. hand her a ginger ale. Nobody's going to care. The viewers at home could give a shit if she's holding a glass of water or not. It doesn't matter to us. What matters is that she's happy and healthy and that she's back. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that means for her long term. Short term, I think this season, this upcoming season of New York will absolve us of the current seasons of Atlanta, which is meandering. It's not great. It's not its worst. It's super uneven, yeah. And Beverly Hills, which is just fucking boring. And it's all about accountability and nothing else. And I don't begrudge Teddy for that. I begrudge everyone involved. I don't think people coming at Teddy, I'm like, I don't actually think it's Teddy's fault, though I do think it is a bad track record to have these children of older former celebrities like no one gives a shit about John Mellencamp no one gives a shit about Vidal Sassoon so having these kids who aren't accomplished in their own right but have famous parents who don't appear on the show because they're dead or live in New York City doesn't I really mean, help anyone and I I, I, just, I think that's entirely the fault of the producers I just wish it would appreciate like I think that the thing that they keep running into is like is these not they're not organic friendships yeah so, like, Teddy came in as, like, a friend of Dorit, but then, like, the person she's um, at odds with is Dorit. So, it's, right. like, it's clearly they aren't real friends. Right. And I know that that's, it's television, but it would feel better to, like, bring fucking Taylor back or bring right. fucking Adrian back. Or just, like, or don't bring anyone new in. Just, like, let these, like, friends of exist Age out. and see. Oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, see, like, if Camille's going to stick or see if Adrian's going to be a good friend of. Or, like, because, I don't know. I However, that said, on Atlanta, I think that the... Like, Eva seems like a really good casting decision to me because I think she's somebody who's there and is like, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to, like, bring what I know. She's, like, 
engaged to a mayoral candidate. She's she's pregnant she now. She knows that like, she understands she has, the camera. And she, she understands and she has TV her show. own life right. to show. So yeah, like yeah. like I think that that's the other thing is like I don't care about Teddy's accountability job. Like I am into the fact that she was like heavy and lost a lot of weight, but like show me more than one picture that you like have like a weird cropped photo of your like face from like, <laughs> Oh no. Like I, like I, I would like I'm yeah. into that. I would love to see like more about her family, like her mom and her dad. Yeah, but, but John Mellencamp is like fucking Is he like engaging Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan in yeah, New York City? But like show me. Bro, come visit he's your not dad. Do it. Well, he's that's Then her... what's the point of her being on the show? Yes, like, there needs to be. be if she if there is a child of a famous person on I think it was Megan McCain who was on Watch What Happens Live and she was like I had some I think it was Megan McCain, I forgot. And she was like, I had some thoughts. One of them is stop hiring as a child of a famous person, stop hiring children of famous people because they're not uh, on Beverly Hills specifically because they're not doing a fucking thing. The one thing that's nice about the trailer for New York, aside from everything that's nice about the trailer for New York, which is absolutely everything that appears in the trailer for New York, it is fucking fantastic, is that these are all people who have history. They might not have true friendship, but they have absolute true organic history. So uh, you watch them. And you watch the trailer and you're like, you know what you're getting. It might not be a Berkshire's massacre, but you know some fabulous gay is passed out on the floor. There's a story behind that. You know that Bethany is going to have some sort of drama. There's a story behind that. You know that these women aren't necessarily united together in friendship, but they're certainly... They've been a part of each other's lives for so long. They're co-workers in a way that's like... They, their job is to sort of feign friendship, but they know each other because they've like been in each other's houses and like they film for hours together. So like they do know each other. I also feel there's a mutual respect in New York that doesn't exist in any other franchise. I think it's because they're smarter, and I think it's because they probably came in with their own lives. Like there were no true housewives in New York. These were all women that, not to say that you know whatever, you can work and be married and have kids and blah blah blah. And I think looking at Ramona, who had her own fashion research sale company or whatever is looking at Luann and was like a professional sort of quasi doyen where she was gallivanting around with the count, but also, you know, taking care of her kids and, you know, their properties or whatever. Looking at Bethany, who is a struggling late 30 something looking for love with Jason number one and then Jason number two, looking at Sonia, who was a, a failed social queen, you know, B who has yet to come to terms with the life that she lost that she'll more than likely never get back. I mean, that those I think are genuine, true stories. And these women can at least appreciate their role in this show because each of them, they're also different from each other. The one concern that I have in watching that trailer was that I do not trust Tinsley Mortimer for a single second. Having watched every single episode of High Society, which is available fully on that YouTube. That was her reality show like in the early aughts? Yeah, it was one of the worst reality shows of all time, and it was so terribly faked. What do you not trust about Tinsley? I think she is so desperate to be on TV that she'll do absolutely everything, and I don't think that any of it has a kernel of truth. And on New York, that's just not great. I think she it stands out. So, like, coupon cabin dumping her and then showing up at the door, and she's like, oh, my God, I don't believe for a single second that that is real. I do also have to say, guys, that as some of you may know, if you follow some of my social media... Um, I was invited to the finale taping of Real Housewives of New York because um, friend of the show Ben Rimmelauer directed Countess Luann's cabaret show, which um, Damien and I will give a, a review of momentarily. But um, it was the strangest experience because I'm like, so I show up to the Viceroy Hotel. I 
get out of my car. Dorinda is outside in like 900 sparkles. I think to myself, like, do I say something now and I'll say something later. I go upstairs and they're like, literally, you have to sign a release. And I go upstairs and it's literally all of them talking. And there's a certain, there were moments throughout the night where I was like, this is so staged. I can't even tell you. Not that it was scripted or anything else, but the way some of them were interacting with each other was so heightened. There were two women that were there that seemed to be taking up a lot of like camera time. The cam- there were so many cameras and they were following them. And I felt like maybe they were new housewives, but Tinsley's behavior, you know, she presented Luann with these like pillows that said like, whatever happens in Palm beach stays in Palm beach as like the finale gift. So spoiler alert guys. Um, but there was, she was prancing, I would say, in a certain way, where I was like, what is happening? Like, is, do you think this was like a gift someone gave you? It didn't feel, I mean, as she act, presents literal gifts to someone else, it didn't feel like it was real. Now, I also have to put a little caveat in there, which is I lost my mind and died the second I walked in the door and saw Bethany, Ramona, Ramona, Ramonia, Sonia, who I talked to about Saint Tropez, and I pronounced Stad, Gstad, and Gustad because <laughs> I couldn't remember. I mean, it was like the strangest experience, and and I'm so grateful to be there. Did you talk to Bethany? I did not talk to Bethany, and you know, there are some news reports. I talked to everyone but Beth, everyone but Bethany and Dorinda, because there was some huge fight, and Dorinda stormed off. And I was like, "Is this stage?" No, it it seemed a hundred percent authentic. Did you talk to Carol? I did talk to Carol. We talked about Hillary. There was a uh, drunk gentleman who thanked her for her service and then forgot Hillary Clinton's name. So I helped him out in that aspect. Um, uh, yeah, I talked to everyone, but. Um, I don't think... Oh, no, I didn't talk to Ramona. I talked to everyone. So, like, four people. I talked to everyone but, like, Ramona. You talked to Countess, Tinsley, yeah, I talk, Sonia, yeah. and Carol. Yes. And um, it was just interesting. There have been some news reports that have come out that Bethany is allegedly leaving because she and Carol have a falling out. And I have to say that watching everyone interact, it felt like there were organic moments where the women weren't necessarily being recorded, but were still talking and having communications and like vetching or whatever, having a little kibbutz. That's not the right word. I'm barely Jewish. Um, But there was definitely a fracture in that, which was Bethany seemed genuinely isolated. I didn't, I don't remember a moment where she and Carol were interacting. You know what that means. She needs a friend for season 11. And who's that friend going to be? Jill's Aaron. Guys, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. I think it is. Well, there are allegedly, there are reports that some producer said, I think at that party or shortly thereafter that like, wait until season 11. I think you told me about that. I read it on like a Facebook. So it a hundred percent was true. Um, I don't know if Beth, I mean, if Bethany is threatening to leave, I wonder if it's because she doesn't have Carol anymore or she's afraid that Jill's actually coming back. I don't think that Bethany is comfortable with Jill coming back on the show in any capacity. I think the absolute best idea for next season, like the season after the one about to, uh, to premiere in a couple of weeks, a hundred percent Jill Zarin needs to come back. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind. If they are now considering making fucking Danielle mafioso stop a full-time cast member on think- the sinking ship that is New Jersey, Jill Zarin goddamn deserves that well, apple. Rest in peace, Bobby. I thought about this the other day though, cause I thought Zarin. about how, you know, Bethany and Sonia, I'm sorry, Bethany and Ramona, also Bethany and Sonia, but Bethany and Ramona. Ramona. Yeah. That she's had big, blow-ups with both of them and i just feel like now that they know what this is opposed to what it was like seven years ago yeah 
it's like a different type of beast, and it may be that she can accept that like she's never going to be friends with Jill, that she's not going to trust Jill the way she once did. But maybe Jill is a good alliance for her for the show. And you would... think Jill and Bethany are going to have an alliance? I think that if Bethany is on the outs with everybody and they want to get Jill to come back, this is the way to like be like. Well, Bethany, you know you have to film with people, and if you want to be, and like we're not going to keep your fucking Frederick and Bethany keep going, which I saw one episode of and was like, I, don't I can't, it. I can't do it. It's I, there's not anyway. I mean, I don't be want to belabor the point, but I'm just into um, Jill being back on the show. I don't think that I genuinely think that Bethany's people were leaking stories that she was leaving so that production would either renegotiate her contract, see that there was some sort of viewer response, like no, don't go, never, or do something else. I have to say. I am a recovering, devout Bethany fan. You know, I was like Bethany's OG number one fan. And she has an energy in person that is not the friendliest. Her, you know, billion dollar company is not called Nice Girl. I There was a group picture that I was in with her when she took one picture. I have no idea who has it. I didn't ask for any copies. I did not approach her in any way. And literally, guys, there were moments where I was literally a foot away from them. Uh, you know, That's much different than you around the Countess, who I saw you <laughs> scream for her and then take a selfie with her. Um, Luann de la Zeps, I had I forced Ben Rimmelauer, who was at the party, to do a reshoot of photos from when we went to 54 Below, because my beloved OG over here used portrait, which is not great for my face. I don't have a... I don't know how to use new cameras. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. Guys, I'm sure we'll have more to say about it. Everyone was, like, dressed in sequins that were, like extreme and had nine pounds of makeup and I couldn't believe they were there. And Ramona did definitely have scary eyes at one point when she was like looking squirrely, looking around, looking perturbed. I don't know why. And there is some sort of meltdown that happens with Dorinda and I don't know what it is. And it seems you know, like this it season's fascinating. Really, it seems like if the finale is at Countess's um, cabaret show that the, yeah, arc, the after party the arc is really the season is like her sort of rising like a phoenix yes from the west palm beach ashes mm-hmm. i 100 percent think so and i think it's going to be a bumpy ride for her and she's going to have some awkward episodes or it's just going to happen like a wallop which is how we all got the news it was on like when wasn't it christmas day or something or like new year's i can't remember mm-hmm. but it just happened out of nowhere so i wonder how they're going to develop that as an arc if they're going to dangle any carrots of like luann being a you know, maybe a little bit of a sloppy mess, which everyone is on that show. So I don't begrudge her for it. And then cut to like the following week, or if they're going to really focus on Dorinda before, or maybe Luann goes to rehab and everyone looks at Dorinda as the next person that really needs to seek help. I think it is slightly crazy to look at Dorinda and not look at every other person on that show, specifically Ramonia. I don't, I don't know why they would call out Dorinda except because she speaks so eloquently when she's had you know a martini or two and his mr nap i don't know i don't i don't know why that choice was made except that maybe she's being you know into that zone of like i've been with john for five years but i still think of richard and what has my life become and that's real by the way i don't know that her having alcohol addiction is something that while it might be true 
you know, if that happened organically or was probably fed by, you know, fed to Bethany or whomever by production. But I do think, yeah, there's definitely some truth there that she is living a very, very different life than the one that she expected. And by the way, so is every other person on Real Housewives of New York. That's what makes it so interesting. These are all women who came in the door with a different life and watching how that has evolved over the last several years seasons is fascinating. Sonia in the sense that she came in as a, you know, divorcee and then the bankruptcy thing happened with that movie where she like was sued for $5 million and lost Ramona. At least I have Mario. At least I have this life and you don't. And then lost it. Bethany had Jason and Bryn and now she doesn't have Jason. She might not have Bryn because the custody thing is like fucking backfiring. She filed for a pre- for full custody after the whole like stalking thing and it's not working out in her favor. Luann, Countess, then D'Agostino, now just Lou. Um, and who out Tinsley don't care about? And Carol came in as a former Kennedy and then had Mr. Like Avocado Radish Guacamole Sushi Man and now is dealing with the fact that dating a younger man is not great when you stop dating that younger man because he's probably going to start dating younger women. And I think that's what makes New York so interesting. For me, it's like, it's like these are women that came in the door with different lives that people aspire to have or find really interesting, and most of them lost it. And what does that look like now? Yeah. That is so interesting to me, and I think it's honest. I really do. Um. Should we talk a little bit about Lou's show? No. Well, yes, yeah, we should. Me, but I also want to say I'm so excited for New York to come back. I'm also really excited for Potomac to come back. I think that the trailer looks promising. And I, I think Giselle is such a good character. And, like, I'm excited for it. I am super excited for it. When I talked to Giselle, I just was, like, laughing the entire time with our amazing audio. Shout out to um, nobody. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just – I think she's – She's, I think Giselle is genuinely a star, and she knows it, and I love that confidence. And I love Karen's, the continued storyline of, like, is she a grifter and Robin showing up in, like, a fake, like, Domino's delivery person beard. It's so ridiculous, and I love it. I think it's it's more fun than Atlanta is currently, and I appreciate it. Because I think they're, like, sassy, funny women. I love seeing a cast that's... um, majority of them are women of color. I think that's important. I think that's one of the reasons why they're such a highly rated show is because you need to see that representation on Bravo. Um, I, I think it's great. I think it's genuinely going to be great. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near like my top 10 of anything ever, but I think that, was it Monique? Was that her name last mm-hmm. season? I die for Monique. I think she's so interesting. She's like got real money too, which I appreciate. She's like, got real new money. Yeah, she's got, she, she's yeah, not, she doesn't have like real old money, but she has she real She has new like money. a football player husband who has like money. So who I, has like tens of millions, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And I love that Karen is being called out on all of her shit and is like showing up with like billion dollar cars because she's like, I'm not poor. <laughs> Look yeah. at what I'm driving and maybe living in. It's great in Virginia yeah. on a highway it's, <laughs> it's in a rest stop. It's going to be great. Um, but yeah, the Countess's show. I mean, we guys, s- we went to it. We were next to the stage. We were. I saw Michelle Collins posted a photo, former View correspondent. And, oh, did she? And we're in the background, <gasps> like, looking at the stage. Shut up. I don't know that. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll visit Michelle Collins' Instagram for the very first time. Um, it was kind of amazing because Damien and I showed up at the same time outside of 54 Below, this, like, bougie cabaret venue um, in Times Square. And we were there. We were, yeah, we were there when 
so the it's the basement could, of the old Studio Fifty Four. Yes, so it's called Fifty Four Below. So we were there when production showed up with cameras, and I started. Oh, you were on your way, and I started texting Damien Frank, um, Damien like freaking out and saying like you frantically saying like you have to get here ASAP, you have to get here ASAP. Someone's here, but I couldn't tell who it was. And then the doors opened, and it was like Nicole Luann's niece and Luann got there, and you were there, and I started like screaming. <laughs> And I was like, chic, say la vie, say ball. And we got a little selfie with her. Um, she was wearing a gorgeous outfit that she did not wear for the show that she wore just to walk in the door, which I really appreciated and respected. And it was like a nine-hour-long cabaret show called Luann and Friends, where Luann sang one of the songs from her three-song catalog, which I thought was such an interesting choice, which I yelled at Ben. Ben directed that show, and I yelled at him after. She, and she, sang, several she sang three songs in total, though. Did she sing three? She sang. Why weren't they all of hers? She sang Chic C'est La Vie, and then she opened the show. Spoilers if you're coming to see it. Yeah, it's, it sold out in like two seconds, the next couple shows. Oh, did it? Yeah. Um, so she's. She came out to she, Girl Code, which was recorded. Yeah, but she didn't sing that. No, did she, she didn't. Did she come out to it? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I thought it. I, I thought don't she think did. so. Okay, just uh, kidding. So, but she sang I Get By with a little help from my friends, which from, was cute. But she like changed a few of the lyrics to be about like her. Housewives? Yeah, it was like. What would you do if I, something out of jail? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. She referenced the jail stuff a lot, which at first I was like, love that it was self-deprecating. And then I got a little sad about it. And then she sang another song. She sang, um, L is for the way you look at me. That song, right? Yeah. And then she sang, she, so, um, uh, Chic C'est La Vie. So she sang three songs. Um, and P.S. Guy's Jock was there and I got out of my seat, which was next to the stage and started screaming when she came over to sing to him at one point, or they, like, kiss each other. And he was with a woman who we will ignore. No one saw her. And I really think that if Lou and Jacques could get back together, or even if they don't, just the fact that they, like, still have a genuine friendship, or maybe he wants to be on TV, no matter what. He, I mean, he was there on a day when there were no cameras inside. They were just True. recording the outside. Yeah. Um, Jacques I, was there. Kelly Ben Simone was there. No yeah. cameras. Um, another person was, oh, Sonia, but who, who was also in the show. Sonia was there in the show. Sonia was the most drunk out of everyone, but also the most prepared, which I really appreciated. Yeah, she was good. She was very good. Um, there were some Broadway people who were there, which is fine, yeah, but it was irrelevant for this. It podcast. was 100% irrelevant for also the majority of the people in the audience. Cause it's like, oh my God, you're super talented. But also we are here for Countess Luann. If she has three songs, if you could at Did least perform two of the three. Up, he she should do the other songs in her catalog for the next shows. Um, I don't think I told him. I think I commanded him and what also did, threatened he, murder. Was, and I said the show was way too fucking long. And she had like nine costume changes and sang for four seconds. So like something needs to flip. I know it's it's hashtag because I keep calling it hashtag Countess and Friends. But like we need to see more of the Countess with the microphone in front of her singing because I think she actually she does a good job she was in command of the stage she has genuine all-star Billy Stritch is her music director like she has incredible incredible Broadway badasses supporting her my only request is if you are the star of the show and you're the reason why you're here and you have three songs you have three songs it was Daniel Staub she would be singing close to you just over and over and over again for seven years you have three songs just sing a little or do a medley or something there was a moment where she did Money Can't Buy You class as a Hamilton rap, but I didn't understand why they kept calling it a oh, Hamilton rap. You're I didn't right. She get didn't it. do Chic Say She did Money Can't Buy You class. Yeah. She never was, did Chic Say Love No, and she didn't do Girl Code. They yeah, yeah. Girl Code's my favorite. And, Girl I was Code is hot. and was her daughter there? Her daughter was at the finale party because I freaked out, and Noel was there too. I was like, oh my God, the children. Um, 
Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I thought it was really fun, and I'm glad that we were there. Were we there for the first performance? Yeah, we were. I'm glad that we were there for the first performance. I'm glad that we were next to the stage so that she um, could use my arm to support herself when she got down the (laughs) stairs. It was also super awkward when we went to, like, the what was allegedly supposed to be some sort of, like, VIP thing after, and she was just surrounded by just, like, a couple people. It actually genuinely, I'm not fucking with you, was not a ton of people. And so Ben introduced... Um, me to her and we were talking about Andy's girls or whatever and then she was like genuinely like so how did I do which I was like Lou you were phenomenal but also noting at that point that she's like a person who just performed and just wants to know because she cares that she did a good enough job I thought that was super sweet yeah, I appreciate Luann because she put so much work into she it she is interesting like she you know Say bon. some people on reality TV like Sonia and Ramona are so like so far one way yeah and i feel like lou is pretty grounded even though she's a character i think she is pretty grounded and i think she also recognizes that she made some major mistakes in the last year and she's really trying to take advantage of maybe like the press opportunity or something or just the opera no no i don't mean that in like a shitty way just the opportunity to reinvent herself and that's why she's so focused on doing the cabaret and god bless her by the way i think this is a great idea healthy idea bobby zarin bless her Bobby Zarin from above. I do also have to say that my favorite point was when we were standing by the stairs waiting to get in and Sonia walks by us and says, because I took notes, I'm going to pee my commandos. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. Doesn't. Doesn't make sense. Um, I do like that in a fake diary that she had, she had a prop on stage and people had to tell her to like show the prop to the audience because it was, I'm sure, something that Ben had bedazzled 45 minutes before that she mentioned Jill, which I thought was a good a good reference. I'm glad that... Um, oh, yeah, she mentioned like filming being asked by her friend by her like a friend or yeah she had a fake diary where she was like dear diary to film this pilot called manhattan moms a hundred percent i thought and i thought it was great i um i made a note to myself that said she kept touching me spiritually and otherwise um (laughs) when she was going down the stairs um guys i you know have to say it was it was a fascinating night and i'm glad that i was there with the love of my life, the OG of the AGA, Mr. Damien Valina. It was like it was, it was like Vicky today. and Gina Keo having a night out on the town. It was like Vicky and Gina Keo. P.S. Have you seen Shannon Bedore's social media postings that are oh. her just constantly partying with Kelly Dodd? Oh, yes, I actually have. Now that you say that, I have. I am so excited for the OC Turtle time that I think we deserve, especially I after hope... last season, and also like her divorce battle with David, uh, which I I'm hope... like not really I here for. I don't know. The shows all need to get better for me. Was, OC was hard this past season. It was, but maybe Vicky. Vicky will. She's coming. There's back. nothing. There's nothing I can say. It's probably like Vicky. And Megan's probably... not coming back. She's having twin boys. I'm sad about that. And people, Le- a lot Jesus, of people are Lydia. happy that um, Megan's. Who is happy that Megan is not coming back? Those people are morons. Yeah. Some people in that Facebook group were in a. <laughs> we're in a the... secret Facebook group. Yeah, they, they don't care. Like care for her, but I love her. Um, I don't see how you couldn't care for her. I think that's ridiculous. I think maybe because she's like too great at you know calling people on their shit, but she's the person we have to thank for Brooks errors coming down in flames. True. So. Um, everyone bow down to Megan King Edmonds, who did a Beyonce photo shoot, yeah. which was not that a great I was idea. Not as into. Yeah, maybe she and Kim Zolciak should have a little talk amongst uh, themselves. Um, I have a question for you. Tell just, me everything. Just from um, before we leave, New yeah. York, Beverly Hills, um, Atlanta. Who is one housewife you would bring back? From the <gasps> Wait, path, tell me it again. Franchise? Tell me it again. I'm super focused. So currently, Beverly Hills and Atlanta. So those two. Is there anyone you would bring back to those shows to like reignite, re, to rejuvenate them? And also New York, since it's also coming. Okay, back. Beverly Hills. I'll start with. I'm never going to say Brandy because I think she is too toxic as a person. 
So, but that was your first get thought. Yeah, because she's I think the obvious choice to mix things up. I don't think Adrian does a single thing. Maybe Adrian's ex husband. <laughs> um, I would say Camille, but I don't know if that's kind of dumb since Camille's back already. Yeah. Who would you say? Uh, yeah, I think, I think I would say Brandy, but I don't know that they need her because of um, because of Dorit, and I think that Brandy sort of cheapens the brand now because she's done so many reality shows. 100%. That, like, but I do love her because I feel like she calls pe- the people out who are in the top. So, like, I like that about her. Okay, into it. Moving on. Atlanta. Mm, there's I, not a lot of people to bring. I Lisa like, Wu? No. No. They brought... because Oh, they, Claudia Jordan, 100%. Oh, million dollars. I don't million I dollars. Bring, I, don't, I think I would bring back Phaedra at some point <gasps> just to upset the balance, how, but not as a full-time housewife. Can I just say, sidebar, how is it that Candy isn't upset about Nini's joke about someone getting raped when the whole reason that she hated Portia was because she felt like she was being accused of being a sexual yeah, it was weird. assaulter? It was a little strange. Is that a word, a sexual assaulter? Guys, I'm tired. Um... What other ca- uh, New York Jill Zarin for days? Yeah, I think New York would be Jill Zarin. I would I would actually edit like Tinsley away and maybe Carol away. Like I would just kind of go back to the OGs and Sonia for oh and Dorinda. I have to say that Carol is boring as fuck. But if Carol and Bethany are on the outs, I'm 100 percent. Yeah, I'm into. It. I want to see in, the fallout. I want to see friendship. it. I wonder if it's a true fallout. I genuinely, you guys, it might just be being played up for the trailer to like because I know that people were annoyed that it was like them versus the rest. So. I have to say to you, as someone who's now closely involved in the goings on of Real Housewives of New York production, um, watching them not interact at moments where they absolutely could have throughout the night, there was some weird, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just a really strange, I don't know if I would use the word tension or spirit. There was just an air of witchery throughout the night. It was just not witchery. I just, it just was not, it was strange and it felt like Bethany was isolated. And I think Bethany needs to go yeah i think she needs to go i don't i think she's a broken person and it's it's just, um, so just like again i know we're trying to get out of here wrap yeah. this up but we're I gonna get out of here so i can like stay in my bedroom yeah um but a lot okay so like the columbia trip happened on new york Lu- they almost died photos of them in Luanne's wheelchairs arrest. yep um allegedly carol and bethany's fallout jill zarin losing her husband did Bethany have anything in the, in the news that happened with Jason or her? Bethany's had stuff recently that they're doing some sort of forensic. So Bethany, after the stalking thing, tried to apply for primary custody, even though they had joint. And that's not going super well for either her nor for neither Bethany nor, nor Jason. So I don't know if that's going to hit production filming i think some of the tension maybe i know they recently did something where like the judge is like you we need to have someone observe both of you separately with your child because we don't believe that like this child is not being damaged by the bullshit you're each putting her through that will be a part of her for the rest of her life Mm -hmm. um and they're both too selfish and self-involved to understand that um so i don't know how much of that will be a part of the show i think it'll certainly be a part of maybe the reunion if she allows them to talk about it Mm. i don't know i think it's super interesting and is one of the reasons why she has become so cutting and can be so mean and aggressive because she's going through this with jason and it's unfortunate that we can't hear about it so is it going to be on the show i don't know do i wish it was 100 percent more than seeing the child on tv i want to hear about the difficulties that she's facing behind mm-hmm. the camera. Also, another reason why I'm not going to watch Bethany and Frederick, because, like, I don't need to watch Bethany 
pretend that she's a real estate agent because I can watch Frederick do it for real yeah. on his own. I, I would be interested in Frederick having a spinoff because if Ryan Serhan got one, why can't Freddie? Um, especially since he has those two beautiful little twin babies. But I, I don't see any reason to watch that, a.k.a. I will 100% watch it. And also, guys, shout out to anyone that's watching Married to Medicine. Banner year. I haven't watched season three yet. I'm going to do that as soon as we sign off. Phenomenal. One of the best seasons of any show did season three just start? Uh, sorry, not season three. The the part three reunion. Oh. Um, unbelievable. Guys, tweet me, DM me. We need to talk about it. It's so good. And also fucking Vanderpump rules. Lala yeah. has learned some stuff about yeah, it's been a good how season. to maybe not get fired. And it's been phenomenal. And Jax is... He needs to come on the housewives. He, Jax is a housewife. That's yeah. the best part. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Damien, I love you. We need to kiki again soon because I have so many questions, especially about Kim Zolciak sending a cease and desist, which I would think <laughs> would be against the clauses involved in her production contract. Um, so Thanks for having me. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Listeners, I'm so sorry about the delay. I just got stuck on um, a sinking yacht in Colombia, but I'm so glad that I swam to shore. Um, find Damien on social media at Damien Bellino, right? On everything. That's right. On everything. And tweet me at Sarah Galley, Instagram at Dame Galley. And guys, my make-a-wish is some iTunes reviews. So please talk about how great this new audio is because it, it costs a pretty penny. And, um, I love you guys. I love hearing from you. So let us know your thoughts and which housewives you think should come back to Beverly Hills, Atlanta, New York, and um, all of them. them. Yeah, let me know. Okay, guys, love you. Die for you. Um, We'll talk again super soon, like maybe next week even, um, if you're lucky. Happy Easter. Bye, guys. Oh, and this was a birthday episode because I turned 27 again on Tuesday. So, yay. Happy Happy birthday. Okay, bye, guys. Love you. Bye.